You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. There are opportunities to worship God everywhere, but they might be easily missed. Most often we see images of worship being done behind microphones and on stages. While that kind of worship is good, it isn't the only kind of worship we need. The book of Psalms helps us find our own unique anthems. The Psalms leads us to worship God with all of creation, remembering what God has done, even when it's difficult, because we are God's family. As we explore this beautiful collection of ancient Hebrew poetry, we'll discover that worship is much bigger than we ever imagined. Today, we are finishing up our anthem series, and we've been going through the book of Psalms from the Old Testament. Now, we haven't covered every psalm in this series, Anthem. Instead, we've tried to highlight psalms that represent types of material that you'll find in this collection of ancient Hebrew poetry that we call the book of Psalms. The psalms lead us to worship God with all of creation, remembering what God has done, even when it's difficult, because we are God's family. There's different types of psalms we find here, and at different points in life, you'll probably connect with them differently, but I want you to think for a moment of all the types of psalms we've gone through. Which do you connect most deeply with right now? Do you connect most deeply with psalms of creation, with psalms of remembrance, with psalms of lament, or psalms of celebration? Like I said, at some point in your life, you're probably going to connect differently with each one of these psalms. There's times where it's important for us to just appreciate and enjoy the world around us and the things that God has created for us to experience and to love and to enjoy. There's other times where we need to be reminded of what God has done for us individually and collectively in the past. There's times where we're going through something difficult and we need to learn to grieve the pain and the loss. We need to lament and we need to to notice that there's things that are wrong and broken in the world around us and wrestle with those things. And then there's times where we need to come together as a church family, as a, a group of believers, and to really celebrate together. So at different points in time, we maybe connect with different types of psalms differently and more deeply in those moments. This time of year right now is very interesting. This is Memorial Weekend when Americans commemorate fallen soldiers, those who have died while performing their military duties. And for many people, this brings up issues of pain and loss and heartache. It's a time to reflect on the past and those who have gone before us and those who have made sacrifices. But this is also a time of year where many people are coming to the end of their time in school. Some of them just for a year and they're looking forward to summer break, but others are looking forward to graduation and a transition in life. And they're asking questions like, what's next for me? And what does the future have to hold for me? And the Psalms has this beautiful way of helping us process both of those thoughts and emotions. It helps us to both look toward the past and reflect on the things behind us and to look toward the future 
optimistically, hoping, looking for something more and greater ahead of us. One of my favorite psalms is Psalm 15. I want to read it to you this morning. O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent, and who shall dwell on your holy hill? He who walks blamelessly and does what is right, and speaks the truth in his heart, who does not slander with his tongue, and does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against a friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord, who swears to his own hurt and does not change, who does not put out his money at interest and does not take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. I love this poem here in Psalm 15, and it's talking about who is it that's worthy or able to sojourn in God's tent. And there's some words there, some that we maybe are familiar with and some that maybe we aren't. When I hear this idea of being in a tent, it reminds me of camping. I always loved camping growing up. I was in the Boy Scouts. We would go out camping pretty often, and I got to camp in some pretty beautiful places. But there's something fun about being in a temporary spot where you just get to put down roots for just a moment and to enjoy what that area has to offer. You can camp at the beach or in the mountains and have completely different experiences because you're really impacted by your surroundings and you're living right there in that one space and that one moment in time when you're camping. You're really aware of how temporary life situations are when you're camping. But to sojourn means to be somewhere where you actually don't really belong, to be on a journey or to be nomadic in nature. This reminds the people of Israel of their time when they left slavery in Egypt and they wandered in the desert on their way toward the promised land, knowing that God had something good in store for them, but instead they were traveling not quite experiencing the fullness of it, taking in all this temporary nature, living place to place, day to day in this nomadic life. But God was with them. God made his presence there among them in a tabernacle, a tent, where God would be worshipped and experienced and celebrated. And here, it's asking the question, who's going to be able to experience this nomadic life with God? See, we're reminded here in Psalm 15 that life is a wild adventure. And that what we're really called to do is to travel through life with God. So what does it look like for us to follow God through life? Well, there's a couple things that the Psalm 15 highlights for us. It says that we should do good, that we should speak truth, and that we should follow through on things even when it hurts. I love these ideas, to do good. In verse 2 it says, He who walks blamelessly and does what is right. And then in verse 3 it says, The person who does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend. See, we're reminded here that God cares about how we treat people. It matters to God how we interact with others. What we do to the people around us, our friends, our neighbors, those we interact with, God cares about the way we treat others other people. We need to do what is right by those around us. Verse 5 goes on to even add to this that the person who can sojourn with God, who can be on journey with God in life, is the one who does not put out his money at interest and does not take a bribe against the innocent. See, we're, we're told here very explicitly that God does not want us to be the kind of people who exploit others, who take advantage of other people, because God cares about how we care for other people. God cares how we treat other people. We're supposed to do good. 
We're also told here, though, that we're supposed to speak truth. In verse 2, it says that the person who can sojourn with God, who can journey with God in life, is the one who can speak truth in his heart. And verse 3 says it's the one who does not slander with his tongue. It matters what you say. You need to be the kind of person who says what is right and what is good. And then we need to be willing to follow through on our commitments. Verse 4 says, he who swears to his own hurt and does not change. See, it's one thing to make a commitment when it doesn't cost you anything. When you know that there are no consequences for breaking it. In fact, a lot of us will make a commitment knowing full well that we have no intention on following through on that commitment. But here, we're told that the person who can travel with God, who can sojourn with God's tent, is the one who swears to his own hurt and does not change. Who follows through on his commitment. See, sometimes life, it costs you something to do the right thing. And sometimes in life, following God is actually really difficult and requires sacrifices. It reminds me of what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, that we're supposed to let our yes be yes and our no be no. See, we're supposed to follow through even when it costs us something, even when it requires our sacrifice. See, Psalm 15 is a wisdom psalm. Psalm 15 exists to help godly people know what it means to live godly lives, to make good, God-honoring decisions. Psalm 15 reminds us that worshiping God is something we do with our whole selves. It's not just something we show up for on Sunday mornings. I'm reminded of the words of Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 that say this, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern wisdom, you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. See, sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that worship is an event. It's something we schedule. It's something we go to. It's maybe even an act that we perform. But instead, we need to understand deeply that following God and worshiping God is something we do day in and day out. In the, in the everyday moments of our life, the way we treat other people, the decisions we make, the way we choose our words, our actions, and our, our intentions of our heart, this is how we worship. Worship is a way of life, not an event. And when we begin to realize this, when we begin to pursue the kind of things that godly life calls us to, Psalm 15.5 says there's a promise for us, that he who does these things shall never be moved. See, life is chaotic. And, and imagine being in the kind of life where you're constantly on the move and constantly on the go, where things are changing every moment. Most of us, after the last year or two that we've gone through, we can relate to the idea that things are constantly changing. Well, when we're in the midst of something that's constantly changing, when we're living a nomadic life, on the go, traveling through life, constantly changing with God, most of us want nothing more than for life to be stable. And the promise here in Psalm 15 is that if we want to sojourn with God's tent, if we want to journey through the chaotic life that God has called us to, when we begin to do godly things, when we begin to do what is right, and we speak truth, and we follow through on our commitments, even when it costs us something, then when we do this, 
our life will be firm. It will never be shaken or moved. See, the book of Psalms helps us find our own unique anthems as we journey through life with God. One of the ways that we experience worship as a family, as a church family, is we remind ourselves that God knows exactly what it looks like to go through the chaos of life. And that God knows exactly what it looks like to choose to do good and to speak truth and to make commitments and follow through on those commitments even when it costs something. Because God offered his own life, his own self on the cross for us. 